You won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Right now here on the Roar, 105.975theroarfm.com on this Monday. The coaching carousel coming to a stop, a halt in college. South Alabama hires Major Applewhite, who was already on staff and probably just the only guy in the building who could run a team in any sort of form or fashion. And so South Alabama wanted to keep some continuity, just upgraded to, uh, to him to head coach. Hey, it makes a lot of sense. This is, I'm sure, a athletic department and a program that wasn't exactly expecting head coach uh, Kane Womack to leave to go be a D.C. on the Alabama staff. And probably just didn't want to go through a search. At that point, that late in the cycle. And when you have a guy who was your O.C. who has head coaching experience, it makes all the sense in the world to promote him on probably what is a very university-friendly short-term deal. Also, does it probably help what try to at least contain what Alabama and Washington have gone through? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Classes just, have started. You mass just, defections. Yeah. Just try to keep everything intact as best you can. At least on offense. You'll you'll probably keep just about everybody, you would think. Because they're already playing for major apple wise. Right, so yeah. What does it really change there? Not a whole lot. Defense changes a lot. But not so much on the offensive side of the ball. Fair enough. Uh, and then, as we mentioned earlier there, when Delvin called in, San Jose State hires Kent Nia Matololo, the former Navy coach, the winningest Navy coach, I think, of all time, uh, and a guy who's very well-respected and liked, I think, in the industry, the coaching industry. Uh, is this a good hire, though, by San Jose State? If he still want, if he wants to get back into coaching, which, I mean, he spent some time on Chip Kelly's staff last year, it felt like he was done wrong by the Naval Academy at the end. And not so much that. They dismissed him in the way in which they did dismiss him. I thought was very... It was very disrespectful. If he still has the want to, then I think this is a tremendous hire by San Jose State. I mean, just to show you how he's thought of, Chip Kelly hired him to be the director of leadership. I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a very made-up title. But I do think that's one that... like He was like an advisor, essentially, for players and coaches not just players. I I think he's very, very respected. Is San Jose a good place for him? I don't know. He's he's not... I mean, he, we only associate him with the triple. Yeah. We don't think of him in any other capacity, and he's got to recruit some guys there because you need to have an offense at San Jose State. Like, you've got to be really good on offense. That's kind of what was left behind by Brennan. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like it's going to work. Yeah, but you also have to define work at San Jose State, right? Like, if you're competing in the Mountain West, making a few bowl games, I think they are ecstatic with Kenny Matalolo there. Like, I don't think he has to, you know, be winning 10, 11 ball games no, a year and, and flirting with the 12-team playoff. Not asking for that. Um, Honestly, if he makes them a respectable program, I think they will be fine with the hire. 
Okay. If they can keep some some retention on that on the roster, you're not going through the massive ebbs and flows of the transfer portal every year. I think if they can just if he can provide some stability at a place like San Jose State, I think they'll be pleased. Go to a bowl game once every couple two years. To three years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. D- don't be the bottom of the Mountain West. You know, be competing every couple of years for the top of your division or for to play in a conference title game. And I think there's windows there within that league. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a, it was an okay hire. Have you heard the rumors that Chip Kelly is a candidate for NFL offensive coordinator jobs? I don't buy this. I don't buy it one bit. I don't. What? He would take a massive pay cut to leave UCLA, who's on their way to the Big Ten, and about to just rake in all that cash to go to the NFL to be somebody's, like, like, he has to work for someone. You know, like, a head coach has to tell him. When was the last time Chip Kelly was a coordinator? I don't even remember. It's been ages, right? What Do you, do you have that in front of you? Wasn't it before he, wasn't he promoted from within at Oregon? I believe so. That sounds right. Is he Mike Bellotti's OC? Yeah, I think, I think you're right on that. So it's been a minute. Uh, 2008 was the last time he was in OC. So it's been a few years. But he, he called the ball plays for the Eagles. He called the ball plays for the Niners. He called the ball plays for UCLA. No, but I mean that is, yeah, he he's the play caller for himself. That's a lot different than being the play caller for somebody else. Right, and he would have he would have basically no say over personnel in the NFL. I, I'm not buying the rumor. He's just walking in the door to call plays. I'm not buying it. I don't... Unless, I don't unless he wants nothing to do with the recruiting and the portal and all the other stuff. Well, then he should have stepped down at the end of the season and given UCLA an opportunity to go hire a real coach, and he could have just sat around and waited until the phone started ringing for the NFL. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But, I I mean, to leave UCLA at this stage would take an OC job, and the NFL sounds ludicrous to me. I mean, he's going to take a massive pay cut. He's going to cut his salary in half, probably. I think, like, one of the, you know, the, the NFL coordinators... We're not just—they don't disclose all the numbers in the NFL like they do in in college for these you know state schools, but I mean the most he's probably making the NFL is what maybe four or five million at the absolute most. What's he making at UCLA? Seven, eight? Yeah, it's a pay cut. I'm staying at UCLA <laughs> to go to go have to answer to somebody else. I'm staying at UCLA unless he is that burned by the reporting around the Southern Cal game. But then to your point. If you were that upset by the way things had been run or covered, he could have walked. He also could have tanked because he was on the hot seat going into the final stretch of the season, and he beat the brakes off of USC's horrible defense and kept but, his job. But he did tank because then he lost to Cal the next week. <laughs> hey, Cal went to a bowl game. Hey, I, not every Big Ten team is going to come out victorious in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's right. right. The ACC had something to say about it that day. Put some respect on the name. I just don't buy it at all. Uh, but for now, unless he does take an OC job or unless Harbaugh, when Harbaugh, goes to the NFL, the college coaching carousel has come to an end. And it ended with Pete Limbo going to Buffalo. Just as we all predicted, right? Just as we all thought. Now, we'll see. We'll see what changes uh, are on the horizon, depending on what Harbaugh does. But the NFL, however, it really hasn't even started. We'll get to that coming up shortly. Tar Hill Chad's up next. Hey, Tar Hill Chad, how are you? 
Do you think uh, one thing on Chip Kelly? Do you think uh, he was one of the most vocal against everything that's going on with yeah. the uh, college situation with NIL? He has been that very. It would push him away. Uh, he didn't sound to me like a guy that that didn't want to adapt to it. He just he would like to see some major. He wants to pay the players. He was in favor of of salary. He sounded like a guy that's trying to trying to you know be a proponent for that and sort of push to that direction. Not a guy who's just oh I'm so tired of all this mess I'm leaving. That's how I, that's kind of how I read into it. I you know after the Ohio State story came out. Uh, that you know, I guess thirteen million. Uh, was listening to the other radio, and a guy was on there, and, and I think I shared this before that it was going to take thirty to forty million. And I forget who he was, but he was someone who used to work at the NCAA. Said by the end of twenty twenty five season, the top programs will be spending fifty million a year just on NIL, and that doesn't include the payment of players from the schools. I was just like, boy, I tell you what, it moves fast. That feels inflated you know what to I mean? me, though. I, I, it does, but that feels a little bit inflated. I can't, I can't imagine it's going to get to that before we get to salaries. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either, but it's crazy. Uh, but anyway, um, two things. The BC-UNC game, Brett, there was 46 fouls called. <laughs> 46. If you think about it in a 40-minute basketball game, it's hard to even blow your whistle 46 times. Good breath, be. yeah. Uh, it was painful. Forty-six fouls, lots of free throws, ugly game. You won it on the CW. You know the whole thing. It it just was a uh, it was a dreary dreary afternoon. Glad we're coming back on to play Wake uh, tonight, so you get out of there. But it was a weird weird basketball game. Um, yesterday, NFL. Um, I can't. I. I don't know. Allen, I thought Allen did a lot of good in the game, but I thought late he missed two or three throws, not necessarily, and he missed some wide open guys underneath yesterday that I just, I was kind of disappointed he didn't, he didn't see it. I know it's tough. It's easier said than done, but I thought he had done enough, but he just missed some guys early. He, maybe he just didn't see him, or maybe he was trying to get the ball downfield, but I think those, you know, those, couple two or three times late are going to come back yeah. to kind of he probably going to regret that he didn't throw it underneath i don't know did you I notice it, some of that oh yesterday? yeah oh absolutely i i think it was just the pressure of just feeling like you have to score here you know like you've got to get a big play yeah you have to get a touchdown instead of taking what's there and you know relying on your guy to make a guy miss a tackle or turn a big play you, you're going to take it into your hands to create the big play by tossing it down the field when you had guys open Underneath, seemingly most of the day. I mean, Spagnola was like, "Okay, you want to play that kind of game? That's fine with me. I'll I'll live with that." And I felt like Allen kind of gave into that moment a little bit. They had a couple critical drops, though. Um, you know, the guys. Yeah, Dix anyway, flat out I, dropped I that deep ball. Yeah, <laughs> that was a oh, bad God. drop. That was a that was a tough one. Um, I just don't see the Chiefs now. They're going to Baltimore and beating that. That Baltimore team is toughness. Um, they have a freak athlete. I don't know. I just don't see. I just don't know if they can go to Baltimore. Uh, I just I don't know. I think it's Baltimore's time. I guess to come out of the coming out of, coming out of the AFC. Maybe the Chiefs. You know, I tell you what though, the Chiefs offense yesterday, and I think even Crazy Romo brought it up. Brought it up. I mean, it's the best. It's basically that was the best offensive game you've seen from them all year. I thought P- Pacheco was sensational. I mean, 
what a tough dude. I mean, he runs just, you know, and I thought Kelsey, that's the best game Kelsey's had. My daughter informed me since I think maybe week nine or October. 10 or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was the best game he's had since October. October, yep. Yeah, so anyway, big win for Clemson yesterday. Who you guys got next? Uh, Duke on Saturday. No midweek. You guys gonna stand on the tables when you win up there? <laughs> Boy, Pitt Pitt put on a show, didn't they? Both during and after the game. That was a that was a scene. Double Lindy's off. You know, you do a uh, swan dive into the Cameron Crazies. <laughs> Brad Brunell at first. I, I would advise Brownell not to do that, or Joe Girard, or PJ Hall, or anybody for that matter. I, I would say this: Brad Brunell is more likely to look like Bayheim did about eight, ten years ago when he got tangled up in his jacket running across the floor. That's probably that. what they're going to dial up. They're going to dial up the whistle Saturday. You better get ready. Oh boy! So take care. You too, Tar Hill Chad. Thanks for getting in. He's not wrong. I just can't believe BC was called for 46 fouls at home. Oh, this, this is PJ Hall already with, picked up his second foul going into Saturday, John. Oh, your numbers have him at two. I already have him at three. <laughs> Blocking call. Blocking foul. Oh, call. my goodness. <laughs> it was, uh, was not set. I am not mentally prepared for that on Saturday. I'll just, just put it out there. Not ready yet. Brad Brown now already has one T, by the way, to start the game. And so do I. <laughs> oh, you're, you're already teed off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just tone it down a little bit. You got till Saturday. Don't don't start getting mad at the officiating before they even show up in It's Durham. ACC basketball, Brad. I'm mad at the officials 24-7. I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, Tar Heel Chat had to sit through a, a slog of a game for North Carolina. We'll see what tonight brings. They got the Demon Deeks coming to town. Man, North game. Carolina seems to always draw that Saturday-Monday quick turnaround draw. And they get it at home. Funny how that, that works huh. out. Interesting. I mean, they're coming off the road, but they, they tend to get that game at home. Not, not that well, it was basically that far it was, drive. It was basically a home game. I mean, look how many times BC was called for fouls. It's like uh, they're at home. Uh, Pitt's still celebrating. I mean, that guy's still standing on the table in Durham. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be. I mean, it wasn't that great a win. It was, it was their first, what, their first, like, top ten be the top 10 team in like forever i, I don't know it was some crazy stat capel walked in duton got a win let him have his moment uh, i guess i guess Pitt's still not very good they don't have to be duke's been that, that's why it's even more fun to let them have their moment is when they're not very good didn't we talk about how duke's been playing down the competition like they've they kind of been flirting with teams yeah like, we talked about that a little Tech bit played yeah. them close uh who was the other team that played them close bc i guess, i think it was the other week played them real close ah. I, I, not a whole. Not gonna make a whole. Georgia lot of the Tech's loss. played them close. Notre Dame played them a little close. Oh, yeah, Notre Dame did uh, an awful win. Yeah, Notre Dame they won sixty-seven to fifty-nine. We'll see what it means for means for Clemson on Saturday. We'll get there. We got a long way to go. We're still recapping the weekend. Six five four roar. We'll break down the NFL playoffs and the big four games that occurred over the weekend. After this, your home is your most valuable asset. When it comes to the professional installation of a decorative coating on your garage floor. Working with a local, experienced company is in your best interest. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. For nearly 15 years, we've provided premier garage floor coatings and have earned the most five-star Google reviews in our industry. To learn how we can make your garage floor shine, go to irondrivegaragefloors.com and request a free estimate. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, 
Our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or north Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Trees, if you love your trees, won't you please leave it to Schneider Tree Care. Hey, it's Bo Thompson here with my friend Eric Schneider of Schneider Tree Care. You know, Bo, there's guys out there that can cut stuff down. I know, and we can do that too. But when it comes to long-term health of our community and our tree canopy, yeah, I've got a whole staff of guys that just really, they're tree geeks. They love what they do. And they don't have just a removal to sell. They can actually walk the property with you and give you a comprehensive plan on how to care for your trees and shrubs long-term. So protect that investment that is your yard and make sure it thrives now and in the future. Go to schneidertree.com. Learn about their services, tree removal, trimming and pruning, emergency services, mulch and maintenance, schneidertree.com. So for your trees, please leave it to Schneider Tree Care. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Rely on Enviro Mulch for all of your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and more. Enviro Mulch will make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. If you have sinking concrete around your home, Canteen Foundation Specialists can lift and restore your concrete to help eliminate trip hazards and pooling water problems. We level concrete driveways, walkways, patios, pool decks, and slabs in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia using a proven polyurethane foam injection solution called PolyLevel. With PolyLevel, we can quickly restore the appearance and safety of your concrete without the mess or cost replacement of traditional mud jacking. Call today, 1-844-333-7354. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. Access to the internet is critical for educational success. If you have a child in grades K through 8 in Oconee County Schools or K through 12 in Pickens County, your family qualifies for receiving $30 off your internet bill each month, regardless of your income level. At Upcountry Fiber, they want to make sure your child has the ability to connect and succeed. Visit upcountryfiber.com forward slash ACP or call 888-760-2111. At Upcountry Fiber, we're here for you. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Need a little help? O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Need advice? We've got advice. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Exceptional customer service. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Get back in the game with the press box. Well, our pitchers aren't pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar of the press box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us today. Yesterday in the NFL playoffs, I guess I should say the weekend in the NFL playoffs, we had, what would you classify that? Uh, one, two, would you say two and a half good games? Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Two and a half, we'll go with. Two and three quarters. Two and three quarters. I it, as Even though... Detroit won by was eight points, I believe it was. It still felt like a good game. And I thought Baltimore-Houston was good in the first half. Yes, the first half was fine. But the Ravens, as I I thought they would do, won handily. I picked them to win by like 18 or 20, and they won 34 to 10 over the Texans. Dominated Houston in the second half. Uh, Made C.J. Stroud look more rookie-like. That's what that defense does. Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Rushed for a couple touchdowns, threw for a couple touchdowns, and I thought managed the game well. And then Houston's, they look like a young team. That's, you know, trying to figure this kind of stuff out. Uh, so really wasn't surprised there. Uh, the 49ers 24, Packers 21. 49ers looked, I thought, pretty lethargic for most of this game. Uh, they were kind of stuck in, in they look they looked slow offensively. Maybe some of that was Debo Samuel going down. The former South Carolina receiver knocked out of the game in the first drive, uh, catches a, a short pass, a couple passes, and then goes down with a shoulder injury and does not end up returning. He tried to come back in and play, but I think they just they they said if you go back in and play and you get hurt even worse, then then there's no chance you're playing the rest of the year. So he's fifty fifty going into the NFC Championship game, according to Adam Schefter earlier this morning from ESPN. Uh, but the 49ers got the win. I I told you all the Packers had a chance to keep this thing close. If anybody was going to pull off an upset among the you know big underdogs, I, I thought the Packers could do it. They had the lead. Uh, 49ers get that late score to go up. And then Jordan Love unable to get his team just simply down the field for a field goal. He threw a horrific duck. I mean, probably one of the worst balls you're ever going to see a quarterback throw in the playoffs, John. He's rolling out to his right. He does the old, don't throw across your body. He throws across his body. And that sucker was wobbly as it could be. And it was Greenlaw. Just kind of ran underneath it. Yeah. And just fell right into his hands. And he refused to go down for some weird reason. Uh, I don't know why he's going to break seven tackles to go to the end zone. But the 49ers hold on and win that one. Christian McCaffrey gets the late score to put them up, and they advance uh, without their A game. Can I give you something about the 49ers that concerns me about them yes. advancing and trying to win the whole thing? Please do. Chase Young's not good at football. 
He's not. He got owned a little bit. He looks like he's going to be good at football. Like, he passes the eye test when he comes off the bus. Then he's got to go put his hand in the dirt and go play, and he's not very good at it. Cleveland Farrell was announced, I think, out for the rest of the year um, before this game on Saturday. Yeah. That's the issue. hate to see that. That front has been better when Cleveland Farrell has been on the field than Chase Young. Oh, really? In my opinion, I think they have played better as a unit that you can kind of move Bosa around and they can do a lot more creative things. I think at the NFL level, Cleveland Farrell's better than Chase Young and I think gives lets the, the entirety of that line do more things up front. I'll buy that. Because Chase Young's just playing on roller skates. Yeah, he got blocked by a receiver in this game. Yeah, he just <laughs> got depleted by a receiver. Not good. Uh, not not good, you're right about that. Uh, that is a little worrisome, and, and the, the Debo injury moving forward is very worrisome. Uh, obviously, I mean, he had two catches on the first drive. He was going to be an extension, he always is, an extension of the run game, uh, sort of a way to take the heat and the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey to get him going. He's such a critical part. Debo does so many things, and it's not just in catch ball run, but in setting defenses up and giving them different looks and making them account for Debo on certain portions of the field that open things up for Kittle and Ayuk and, of course, McCaffrey. So I think I think that could be a very very big loss uh, if he's not able to go on Saturday or on Sunday. We'll, we'll talk more about that as we get on a little bit later in the week. Uh, and then the other two games, I thought they were entertaining, uh, even though the Lions, you know, won thirty one twenty three. Some weirdness though. The Bucks had a timeout. Could have used it late. You never know what might happen. Get the ball back. You just don't know what's going to happen there. Some weird stuff going on in that game with, with the Bucs, but they're unable with Baker Mayfield uh, throwing for nearly 350 yards and three touchdowns to beat Detroit as the Lions did what they wanted to do at home and put on a show for the fans, and now they got an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs 27, Bills 24. We've already discussed some of this game. The wide right missed kick there. The... Um, most memorable, most forgettable moment for Bills fans. Uh, most memorable for Chiefs fans as that would have tied the game up. Uh, and instead, uh, Pat Mahomes goes on the road and wins for the first time in his playoff career. First time, John. First time he goes on the road and he wins. Is this what, his 13th playoff win? Yeah. Do you realize he has been to the AFC Championship game in every season? Yeah. <laughs> that he's played football the first time he's not hosting it it still makes no sense that stat is he has more playoff wins than so many guys who were first ballot hall of famers and he had 12 under his belt before he went on the road yeah a dozen impressive it's insane what patrick mahomes has done uh he he got some really good help from pacheco who is back and healthy and runs like his hair is on fire every single time he touches the ball 97 yards and a huge touchdown in this game. He also had a huge run that got him down there. Like he has just been making tremendous. His, you know, I've, there's been times here I was really down on what the Chiefs were doing offensively because they didn't have the receivers. But it was also when Pacheco was out. And now that he's back, they look like a different offense because of how hard he runs. And, and every, every run he has looks like a three yard gain. And somehow he squirts through, or he pushes ahead, or he churns the legs, and all of a sudden it's a seven-yard gain. Second and three between 
either second and three between the difference between that and second and seven is just immense for this offense. We're talking about Pacheco? Yeah. He runs like you just told a three year old to go to their room and just stomping like in a temper tantrum. <laughs> I love watching him run the football. He's fun. He's just angry all the time. Yeah. It really is. Uh neither quarterback like lit the scoreboard up. You know, neither quarterback lit up the the yardage counts here. Uh, Mahomes two fifteen, Allen one eighty six, but they avoided sacks, they avoided turnovers. Uh, although Allen should have had one on that fumble, uh, but Dalton Kincaid made a great play to keep the guy from picking the ball up and going to the house with it. So they they protected for the most part. They they did they definitely were supposed to, do to try to win the game. I, they, both guys were under an enormous amount of pressure to not blink, and it was sort of one of the, it was a standoff. Who was going to blink first? And it was really it was Allen. He missed a couple throws that he absolutely has to make, and one of those coming when he had a guy wide open in the end zone, and he's got a tackle. You know, his, his tackle kind of runs into him. You know, the guy's barreling down on him, kind of pushes him, and so he he I, he knew that was there. I don't know that the contact initiated the throw, but he knew the contact was about to happen, so he sort of had to get had to swing it fast. I think and didn't get enough energy behind the ball, and it just came up woefully short to a wide-open receiver in the end zone. And that was it. And then he missed a couple of throws after that and just had to settle for the field goal. Bass couldn't get it done. Misses wide right. And then good job by uh, Kansas City uh, to make sure they did not give the ball back to Buffalo. Did you think Buffalo was going to win the game? I did. I thought I, 27-24, no. they got the ball. They're inside the 40. I thought this is over. Josh Allen's going to win this thing right here. They're going to run the clock down. They're going to punch in the end zone. Their only hope is they don't give Mahomes any time left on this clock. Sure. But they didn't do it. They, they were unable to to get that touchdown. I did. I thought, I thought it was over. Uh, but the Chiefs defense, man, they just – I don't – they're not like a – they're hard to conceptualize because I don't think this is a great defense, but they get great stops. You know what it reminds me of? When we were talking about the college football playoff and the Washington defense, that they were not a very good unit, but they were a very timely unit. They show up when they absolutely have right. to. They don't give a ton of points. They'll give you some yards. They'll they'll look like they're going to give you this, that, and the other. But then you just don't, when the end of the day, you look at the scoreboard and you're like, you didn't score a whole lot of Y'all, games. You kicked a lot of field goals today. Yeah. And in, in this game, they forced Allen to blink. They they were the difference maker, I think, on that on, on the last couple drives. Because you know they had the weird play where I don't know why in the world Buffalo decides to go for a fake punt, but they John is is, is that the dumbest call in football? You need five yards. You want to go with the L one of surprise and hope that a guy who's five yards back behind the line of scrimmage can go ten yards to get you a first, or you can just give the ball to I don't know Josh Allen. I've never understood the fake punt. I, I think that you can make a lot of other things work in special teams in terms of fakes and trying to get cute and creative and, you know, use the element of surprise. But it never works when you just snap it to the up back. But why would you ask your up back to do that when you've got Josh Allen on the sideline and you put Josh the Allen be the up back? <laughs> Should be the up back on the punt team regardless. That'd be a dead giveaway, but yeah. I don't know. I just... I, I, I thought it was one of the dumbest things in, in football. You got a guy who is the magician at getting first downs when you need four or five yards. I, I'll put and you're going to put him on the sideline to go for a fake? In the NFL, I don't have a problem if you want to do that in the regular season. 
because guess what? You can be a nine and eight team, get in the playoffs, and go on a run, and nobody really cares. Sure, right? maybe maybe you need a spark. You know what sure, I mean? Like yeah. if it, college, that could cost you your whole season based on losing one game versus are you in the field or are you not? Pros, I don't really care if in the regular season you want to roll the dice and go for it. It may work out. It may not. But in the playoffs, in the playoffs, I'm not doing it. If I have Josh Allen on fourth and five. I'm giving the ball to Josh Allen. We're running an offensive play that we believe can give me six yards. If I think I need the first down that badly, I want someone to tell me, why are you doing a, a fake punt when you've got Josh Allen? I, that's what I need. I need, somebody, I need to pay somebody to only say that to me. And go, yeah, you're right. Put the offense back on the field. Let's go for it. I'm not running a fake punt when i got Josh Allen on my team. That shouldn't even be in the playbook. Like that, That's not even something you work on in practice. Coach, you going to run the fake punt today? No, we don't have a fake punt team. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even going to put it out there. I, I just thought that was just ridiculous. Now, they, they got bailed out because Miko Hardman drops the ball, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, going into the end zone, trying to go into the end zone, and uh, goes out the back of the end zone, and therefore it's a touchback, a rule that they are going to reevaluate in the offseason and take a look at make a potential change. I don't know that they are. We can get into that later. I don't want to well, any time that there is a play that causes a debate in the playoffs, no, we have to take in the... To be fair, this was actually discussed back a couple months ago. Oh, no, but I feel like this is a rule that gets floated around every couple off seasons of we've got to do something out the ball at the back of the end zone and nothing really ever comes from it. That's because there's no alternative. Where, like, What do you do? Where do you put the ball? Who do you give the ball to? Where do you put it? Do you penalize the team? Like, well, I, they, they can't come to an agreement on that. So, uh, terrible play by Hardman, though. <laughs> that was... That, that was he, he scares me. If I'm a Chiefs fan, when he has the ball, he scares me. All the receivers scare me in Kansas City. Uh, even Travis Kelsey? Tight end, not he's a receiver. Not a t- oh, come on. He's not a tight end. We know better than that. We'll talk about the flip side of things. The teams that lost yesterday, what does it mean for them, their futures? We'll get into all that. I love doing that on a Monday. And uh, we'll set the stage for the NFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. Plus, we'll take some of your calls, 654 or sit tight. I'm coming right to you after this. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Candy Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. 
Hi, I'm Allison. I teach Bible study at the Dream Center, and it has been a very fulfilling thing for me to be able to see life change and walk alongside the very people that we are helping. By volunteering at the Dream Center, it gives you a chance to get a front row seat into exactly what we're doing in the Dream Center and how the Dream Center touches lives, not only here, but in the surrounding areas. Classes are offered Monday through Thursday here on campus. And one of the neat things is how you can get involved. If you're a retired teacher, you're, you have time, you have an education background, or even if you just love people and have a passion for something, anything, we would love for you to come and be a part of our team and be a part of what we do here in, at the Dream Center. Dream Center has over 600 volunteers that help in all aspects of their ministry. Learn more and sign up for a volunteer orientation at dreamcenterpc.org. East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www thejunkyardfitness.com Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. When you're looking for the beautiful gift she deserves, do what I do. Shop at Turner's Jewelers. They have an amazing selection of silver, gold, precious gems, and diamonds. And Turner's can create a custom piece she'll absolutely treasure. Whatever the occasion, trust a tradition of family excellence for more than 60 years. Shop now at turnersjewelers.com or visit them today in the Applewood Shopping Center next to Belk and Seneca. Southern Hospitality meets diamond know-how at Turner's Jewelers. The college football games may have ended, but the offseason is just getting started, and we have you covered all year long. These fans need to calm down. The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day. Oh, 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 
We're back here live on the Roar. The press box for Brad and John Lee for joining us. 654 Roar, you want to get in. 654 Roar. Again, that's the number on the Adams and Co. Roofing text line or on the phone lines. We're talking some NFL playoffs and you know the teams that didn't win, I think, are now the interesting stories. Just as interesting to me as the ones that won. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's go to Roger and Anderson. Roger, how are you doing this morning? Hey, doing good, guys. Good morning. Um, well, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Um, um, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. They did have a, just about every starting linebacker they had was out of this game, did not play. They were banged up. Um, but Josh Allen, you know, he threw a 60-yard beautiful pass, and Dix just couldn't get it. It went right through his hands, both yeah. hands. Um, right there before the, uh, I think that was the next to last drive. The last drive was when they came down the field pretty good. And then once they got to the 40, um, he missed another guy in the end zone. I can't remember his name. Allen did. And it had another guy, uh, lower in the, in his, uh, progressions that was about Wide 10 open, yards, yeah. 15 yards down the field. He didn't get them. That know. was Diggs who was coming that's across. Only, yeah, who was in the progression. He, yeah. He could have hit Diggs underneath. That's all I can – I mean, Josh Allen played his tail off. He got banged up, too. He took some hard hits. He ran the ball hard in the first half. He didn't run as much in the second half. But, you know, that that, that bomb that – when he didn't pull that thing in, I was like, that's, that's not a good sign because I just had a feeling that – once they got past midfield, that they would have trouble. And then I tell you what, I can't say that the coach made the wrong decision, but with fourth and nine at about the 35-yard line, 30-yard line, with the way that kicker kicked an extra point and the way he kind of nudged in that first field goal he hit in the first half, I would have been tempted to just put the game in Josh Allen's hands and say, win or lose, we're going to. I had the same yeah. thought, Roger. As soon as, even before the play, I mentioned, I said, I think I would, I think I would consider going for it on fourth down here. I, this is a long field goal. I, I'm going to keep the ball in my best player's hands and try to win it that way. Yeah. I, I said that on third down before the fourth down even was an option. I thought, man, I if, if I don't get this on third, I, I think I'm going to try for it on fourth. Yeah, and not only that, you're giving Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you make the field goal, you're giving him a minute forty. Right. That's, that's a loss. Out. I mean, you're, you're, or that's, that's that's basically a loss. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but the touchdown was going to have to be scored to win the game. A field goal could only tie the game, and I I just the way that kicker was and the way that game was going, it, it was just I I just felt really I feel bad for Buffalo honestly because that's a great football city. Um, and, and I just feel bad. They showed grown men crying in the stands after the game. But yeah. I tell you what, I don't know when the last time I rooted for the Baltimore Ravens. I couldn't tell you. Uh, but I'm rooting for them now because I cannot stomach a Super Bowl game with a double shot of misery with Taylor Swift and Tony Romo. Oh, my gosh. That's a nightmare. It's not a great thought. Thanks, Roger, for the call. I appreciate you getting in. From that aspect, uh, that that sounds that sounds not good, John. That sounds not entertaining to get Romo because Romo will be just incessant. I mean, he was yesterday, but it was he's taking up a notch. He's Every, insufferable. Everything he does is taking up way too many notches. He used to be good at this. What happened? 
He got way too into the character of Tony Romo. He plays a character. That's a, that's a really good point. Uh, Josh Allen, his performance, what, what do you make of it uh, for him and the city of, of Buffalo? You know, Roger mentioned the guys in tears. I mean, it's, it's hard because Allen did everything he could to give them some chances. Sure. Some guys dropped some passes, but he also missed some throws. Like, he just wasn't exactly sharp. Well, the guy that they showed crying in the stands looked like he was probably two years old in the 90s, so he probably doesn't really know what that heartbreak is. Um, That's some heartbreak. I remember those years. That's way more heartbreak than, than what you just went through last night. Um, I thought Josh Allen played well. I think that the city of Buffalo should be proud. I, mean, I think that there's shouldn't really be hanging your your head, but Brad, you pointed out something to me during the commercial break. It's going to be a lot more difficult for the Buffalo Bills to get here moving forward. That's the question I was going to ask. Was that guy in tears last night because his team lost or because a window closed? We've talked about this before. Buffalo's window is not huge. They And they knew that. And they were sort of trying to do everything they could to try to go win a Super Bowl now. And I mean that last year before, last year, and then this year. Because what happens after this season that just that just ended for them? What happens in 2024? The money starts to hit. In what way? The Josh Allen contract. Mm. That cap hit is about to be... 47 mil, I believe is what it was. He went from like an 18 mil cap hit to a 47. This is what we talked about last week with the Eagles. This is about to happen. Now their window is now a little bit longer. Because Hertz signed his contract later than Allen. But it's this is what happens with these big quarterback contracts. They come back to get you at some point. Uh, that starts moving forward in 2024. Stephon Diggs on the probably other side of his career from an age standpoint. Yeah. Uh, they, need, they, you know, they didn't have Gabe Davis in this game, and that certainly hurt them the last couple games offensively. But they don't really have like a young receiver coming up. You know, like a young up-and-comer that can take over. Like a Diggs roll, they're going to have to re, I mean, redo their receiver room a little bit. They've got it in tight end, but they certainly need to re, retool that receiver room. That's why they spent the the price it took to get Kincaid. Well, was first round, wasn't it? Yeah, he was a first round pick. That's why they did that because they they thought he was his longevity and price tag would probably help them longer than if they spent it on a receiver who may or may not turn out. So they're. They're in a, a tough position. They have some serious decisions to make moving forward, and I don't really feel good about Buffalo's window now that that cap is on the rise. And I don't think they're going to fire McDermott. I don't think so. But then again, you know, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. The fact that he just can't beat the Chiefs, is that a fireball offense in the NFL? That he can't beat the Chiefs in the postseason? Forget regular season. He did that this year. I, I feel like we're approaching the territory of like asking a college, should you fire a coach because he lost to Nick Saban in the college football playoff? But if you're, again, this is like what the Cowboys have run into. If you're fine in the regular season, you continue to get there, but then you can't get over a certain, you just plateau almost, and you can't get over a certain hump or over a certain team. John, I, I don't see a scenario where the Bills are beating the Chiefs anytime soon in the playoffs. They've got to retool some things. The Chiefs are going to go retool their receiving core. They're going to get better next year. They're going to be better. I don't foresee Buffalo being better 
It might be the same, but I don't know if they're going to get improved. I think it's tough on them. I really do from a contractual standpoint. And to see the Chiefs keep doing this, and they just cannot keep Mahomes out of the AFC Championship game. No matter what they do, they can't keep him out. They can't do it. <laughs> they just can't do it. So I uh, I think I think times are getting harder for Buffalo is what I'm trying to say. This was an important game for them. That's why they were so emotional. You know, yeah, it was the Chiefs and it's the rivalry it's and you play them all the time. What, seven time in four years and all that stuff. It was at home and you finally get them at home. This is this is your chance. It will not get a clearer path than this of what you have to do to make the Super Bowl. Now you have to still go through Baltimore. But to get where you want to go to get past the Chiefs, you had everything set up for you and you couldn't accomplish it. That's why they were so emotional. They knew. And there is a shelf life to this stuff. The NFL is cyclical. It has to be because of the contracts and the amount of money that you, that these quarterbacks command. You will feel the effects of it. Kansas City has navigated a lot of that, but they didn't go out and get any big-name receivers this year. And they're probably going to get smoked by Baltimore on Sunday because they're not going to be able to stretch the field the way that they need to. So it, 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 it does have its, its effects at some point. And I just wonder... If this isn't it for for Buffalo, from that standpoint, because I, you think the you think the uh, Ravens are gonna have a drop off next year? Mm, no. Do you think the Chiefs are gonna be potentially better than they even were this year? Potentially. Do you think that? Um, trying to think some up and comers in the AFC. Uh, who knows what the Dolphins do? The Dolphins are probably gonna go through some remake stuff, more than likely. So, from a divisional standpoint, you're not worried about the Patriots. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> you're not worried about the Jets. Oh, uh-uh. So, if you're Buffalo, you still have a, a path through the playoffs. Sure, you do. But, division. It, but in terms of, yeah, you have the path to the postseason, but in terms of navigating the postseason, it just got a lot more difficult. It's not enough. It's not enough just to win your division in Buffalo anymore. You've, been, you've done that. You've had fun with the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be back. The Bengals will be back. Burrow's too good. Chase is too good. Higgins is too good. If Higgins is playing there next year. If, yeah, they, they've got some signing issues of their own that they got to make some decisions, some tough decisions on some guys. But I think they'll be back. Uh, because they're they're not going to feel the sting of the Burrow contract for another couple of years. So this is this is a closing window for Buffalo. Thank you, Texture, for getting in, bringing up the Bengals. 654-ROAR, you want to get in? Robert Anderson's up next. Hey, Robert. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I had two quick questions and a statement. Uh, I thought Buffalo's defense and their linebackers in the second half looked like they just couldn't even get close to Mahomes, and their their defense didn't play good at all. I mean, they was giving chunks of yardage up and down that field the whole second half. Yep. And the second statement I wanted to make, I read this morning about a, a the officiating crew uh, about a play, I think they called uh, pass interference on Buffalo, but they said the guy barely touched the uh, uh, player for uh, Kansas City, and they said that they was uh, criticizing the officiating crew that they was going to check into it. I didn't know what play it was or whether you heard about it, but I just want to let you know. Maybe you comment on that. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you getting in. I don't recall that. Do you, John? Do you know what he's – what he's talking about? I do not know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't remember that. 
I don't, I don't remember them saying that. Um, so I'm, I can't really comment on it. 654 Roar, you want to get in today. Before we go back to the phone lines, John, who else, from the disappointing standpoint, who else has some work to do? The, the losers of these. Uh, do you feel good about the Texans? Yeah, I feel good about the Texans, but I still think they have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do, but, but you like the trajectory they're on. Oh, how could you not? Yeah. There's a team that picks second overall in the draft. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, it was. This is a team that, yeah. and if had Lovey Smith not done what he did in the final game of the regular season last year, they would have picked number one overall. Right. And well, they come out and go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs? How could you not be pleased? It helps if you're D'Amico Ryan's, it, it, it reinforces what you're doing and that you're on the right path and that you've You've got and you've got C.J. Stroud, and I know he wasn't great against the Ravens, but you know what? Most quarterbacks are not. What about the Packers? Do you feel good about that organization right now? Yeah, the quarterback lineage from the early '90s is still going. But do you are you concerned with that throw that Love made with the game on the line? Uh, I mean, you need a field goal here, John. Yeah, you need a field goal. Yeah, but live and learn. Okay. All right. Live and learn. He's young. There's still plenty of time for him to figure it out. You got to. I'm 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 buying the Packers long term. Okay, I I I think I agree with you. I I think better days are ahead for the Packers. And then the Bucks. The Bucks got some tough decisions to make. Do they bring back Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans? Now Mayfield said after the game that he wants to be a package deal. He wants he and Evans back there in Tampa leading the Bucks. Uh, I I think I don't know what they got to pay Evans. They're probably not going to pay too, too much on Baker. Baker's made most of his money. And he's not going to command, you know, the Daniel Jones money. So, I I think you can get Baker on a reasonable deal. And I think that would be the wise move to make if you're Tampa. And kick, kind of kick the can on quarterback a little bit. Because Baker can get you into the playoffs, obviously. He can get you a playoff win, obviously. And then Evans is so critical, I think, to your offense. I, I don't know they can re-sign him. But I think you have to make every attempt to try to bring back Mike Evans. Oh, Definitely. That's one of those guys that needs to finish his career in Tampa. I don't know if running it back is the way I would put it, but there's some things that Tampa needs to do to secure that they're not just going to kind of go into the Stone Ages here and fall back. Uh, especially if Atlanta like hires Bill Belichick or they get a momentum-generating move. Uh, we'll discuss that coming up here in hour number three. Get started here in a few moments on the roar. Six five four seven six two seven. You want to get in? We'll take some calls, read some text, and more right after this. Don't go anywhere. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 